got a text with a number of uh, suggestions of 10-minute halacha topics, that, and I needed some because I'm uh, running running low. So, uh, so someone suggested that we never spoke about chupas nida. So I thought that's an interesting topic, although it is not all that common that we have such a situation where a woman gets married when she's in nida. Nowadays, most women prior to getting married will be on birth control pills or on agestin, which is something that will be able to stop a period from happening. But there is, uh, my wife told me that she, when she was in seminary, she remembers it was every girl's biggest nightmare, and they would talk about it all the time, uh, that, they, that when they get married, that they were very, very worried about having a chupas nida to the point that one of their teachers had to say, look, there are tragedies in life, and there are inconveniences in life. You know, this would be something, it's not kishmak, but it's not like a tragedy uh, if it were to happen. But it is a very fascinating halachic topic. Most commonly today, if it were to happen, it would be that the woman messed up either forgetting to take pills or didn't do a hefzik or bedikos on time, or she messed up the damchimu days. So it's not all that common. Now, it, what's interesting about the whole topic is that the Rambam holds that the topic doesn't exist. Because the Rambam shita is that Nisun is defined as Yichad Arai Labiyah. Chuppah means that you have Yichad Arai Labiyah. So if a woman is an Ida, you simply can't get married. It doesn't happen that you would never, you'd have to just postpone the whole wedding. However, we don't pass in that way. We pass in that a couple does get married, even if the woman is an Ida. So what does that mean halachically? In what way is the wedding different? So there are three areas of difference. There's the night uh, when they go home, there's uh, the Yichad room, and then there's the what goes on under the Chuppah, placing the ring on the Kala's finger under the Chuppah. I realize that's in reverse order, but that in reverse chronological order, but that's the order that we're going to go in. So normally when a woman is in Nida, the halacha is that a, she is allowed to have yichud with her husband. And that's quite a chiddush. The Gemara Sanhedrin says, why? Why is she allowed to have yichud with her husband? It's yichud arayos. You're not allowed to have yichud with someone that's asura to you that you have a yetzer hara for. So uh, the Gemara explains, sugav hashashanim, that uh, we know that people can be trusted, that even a, a hedge of roses is enough to separate a husband from his wife when she's in Nida, and we don't have to worry about anything. And Tosas over there explains that that's only if it's Yesh Lepas Besalo. That's only if it's a situation where they've already had Bia once and they will have Bia again. Then there's no Isra Yichud when it comes to a husband and a wife when the wife is in Nida. But if you have a situation where they either have never had Bia yet or they will never have Bia again, then there, Taka is an Isra Yichud when it comes to Ishto Nida. Now in the case of Chupas Nida, it's that situation. They've never had Bia yet, and therefore you don't have Pas Besalo, so you have what would seem to be an, an Isra Yichud. And the Gemara Mesech Ksubah says that if she becomes a Nida uh, before the Bia Rishona, Hu Yashin Bein HaAnashim Bishto Yashena Bein HaAnashim. He sleeps among the men, she sleeps among the women, meaning there is an Isra Yichud. They can't. Uh, they they can't be in, they go home to the same room to, together. Now that lashon of who yashin bein anashim v'yishena bein anashim is a very cryptic lashon. That uh, just say that they have an isra yichud. Whatever they, he's, you have to. I have to know who his roommate is. I have to know where, who her roommate is. Just say that they're not allowed to have yichud. So the rivet says, no, this is not the regular normal rules of yichud. Uh, first of all, the bein lekula bein lechumra. He says, first of all, during the daytime, no isra yichud. We absolutely trust them. They can be in the same room together, locked door, fine during the daytime. During the nighttime, the normal heterim for yichud aren't going to be good enough. 
you need two shomrim. You need hu yashim bein anashim v'hiyashena bein anashim. So it becomes more strict than regular yichud at night, and it's less strict than regular yichud during the day. And that's what the Gemara is telling us that you need beis shmiros at night. The Rush quotes this rivet and he disagrees. He says, no, it's just standard yichud. It's just a, a, a fancy way of saying that hu yashim bein anashim or hiyashena bein anashim. One or the other is good enough because you just can't have yichud with each other. So the Chaznish writes that the Yisru Yichud in this case is clearly only in Yisru Midrabanan because in Torah we can rely on Sukkah B'Shoshanim, we can rely that a husband with Ishtonita can be trusted. If it were in Yisru Yichud in Torah, the Chaznish writes, then the Ravid never would have been lenient during the daytime because how could you say that an Yisru Yichud in Torah goes away just because uh, you know they, they happen to be married to each other? The Rush and, and the Chaznish understands that the Rush also agrees that the whole issue is only in Yisru Midrabanan, but we follow rabbinic laws as well. So how do we pass them? Do we pass them like this rivet or do we pass them like the rush? So the Ramah quotes both opinions and says we're machmir for both. We can't allow yichud during the day and at night time we require beiz shomrim. We require that hu yashim bein anashim vihi yashena bein anashim. They have to do, uh, they, they would bring a katana or a katana as a uh, safeguard, a child who's old enough to know what, what's happening if something were to happen but young enough to not participate not have a yetzer horror for these kinds of activities and at night we're machmir to have a roommate for each one of them. The Ramah has a line where he says that if they're not in the same room, then you don't need any shmira. Then you don't need So Rav Moshe explains that what that means is that if they're not in the yichud situation at all, meaning he's in uh, the men's dormitory and he's got his own room, and she's in the women's dormitory and she has her own room. So you don't need them to have roommates. They don't need, if they're not at all in the same area, they're on different floors of a hotel. And the only way to access each other is by going through a public area. So then you don't need to have roommates. You don't need the huyashim ben anashim vihishen ben anashim. It's not even a yichud situation to begin with. So that's what happens at night. That uh, that at night they have to be separated from each other, not in a uh, yichud situation. They usually go to somebody's house, um, and, uh, and and the question is, exa- what exactly do you do? Do you have to put them in separate bedrooms? Is Pesach Pesuach enough? Can you just leave them in the same room and leave the door unlocked, leave the door slightly ajar, and there are other people around? Would that be good enough? So that's a discussion in Poskim, whether that's considered to be uh, not a yichud situation where it would be mutter. What about the yichud room at the wedding? So they obviously can't be in the yichud room alone, but as we pointed out, you could solve that problem by just putting a child in the yichud room. Now, if it's a daytime wedding, so you only need to put one child in the yichud room. Uh, what about if it's a nighttime wedding? So, do you then need two children? Because at nighttime, so the Badei Shulchan points out, no, nighttime doesn't mean like you know, uh, in, in December, like at five o'clock, all of a sudden it's nighttime. It means when people go to sleep. When you're at the wedding, no one's going to sleep. So, uh, so one child in the yichud room would certainly suffice. Now, it's probably advisable to simply not appoint a day yichud, so that no one will notice that there's a kid there, and that will uh, save them the embarrassment. Or at least if you do appoint a day yichud, not make it like yeshiva bachrum, who are going to go and look under every couch and look behind you. You, know, you want to hide a kid in the room, that, 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 won't be found, that, that won't be found. So you take two older people and you say, yeah, you're the a day yichud, you just stand here. And they don't have to look at anything, and they won't find the child that's hiding in the room. What about under the chuppah placing the ring on the callous finger? So the problem, the base, the, the Gemara never mentions that there's an iser for a man to pass something to his wife when she's in Nida. Um, the, uh, the, the, so where does it come from? So there are three
three shitos basically. One sheet is the shitos harashba that Itake is from the Gemara, even though the Gemara never mentions it explicitly. The Rashba writes in Torah Sabai Saaruch by Zayin Beis that the Gemara allows using your left hand to be matir, the Isra of serving from one to the other, but not for the Isra of passing. So he seems to assume that the Isra of passing is even greater than the Isra of serving, that even doing with the Shinoi would not work for the Isra of passing. He seems to assume it's Medina de Gemara. The Machsar Vitri says that Rashi wouldn't pass a key or any other object, seemingly assuming that it's not Medina de Gemara. It comes from Rashi, from his Rebbeim, something like that, but it's not Medina de Gemara. And then you have the Sefer Yireim and the Rambam who seem to, who don't even have such an Isra. They never even heard of such an Isra. The Yireim understands that Mezika Sakos, the Isra of Mezika Sakos, means to both pour and pass. That that's the Isra. If you do both of those things, which clearly assumes that if you just pass something else, or you pass a coast even without pouring it, that it's not an Isra at all. Not Medina de Gemara, and not from later on. The Rambam in Uchzishas, Perachavala, Valachaches, talks about the Isra Mezika and makes very clear that there's no such Isra as passing uh, things from one to the other. La Halacha, the Mechaber and Simukhuf Tzadi Hesif Beis, says, Lo Yigaba, Afilu Betz Mekhtana, Velo Yoshit Miyado, Liyado, Shum Dovar, Velo Yikablenu Miyado, Shema Yigabi Vesara, that there is an Isra to pass things from one to the other uh, when, uh, when, a, when a wife is in Nida. So, uh, so we do paskin that it is us, whether it's Medina de Gemara, whether it's not Medina de Gemara, but we do paskin that it is us. But it's good to know that the Rambam and the Ereim hold that it doesn't exist, that there's no such Isser in case we ever need Stad and Lahakel. The Ramah adds in uh, Darki Moshe Os Aleph that Kosubim Yom Nizeev, Alosam Atirun Atzman, Vizorkin Mi Mafteach, Odovrachim Yadol Yadol, Roi Ligerbehen, that you're not even allowed to throw things to each other. You can't even, uh, not only not allowed to pass, you can't even throw something to, to each other. So the Pischei Tshuva quotes a place, he, you're not allowed to throw things to each other, but if you throw something up in the air and she happens to come and catch it, then that's okay. So as long as it's not directly in her direction. So how's that going to help when it comes time to give the Kal of the ring? So now by giving her the ring, she becomes his wife. By Ishtonida, you're not allowed to pass something to her. So you throw it up in the air and rely that she's going to catch it. Many Hassanim have reported back to me that they've tried this trick with the car keys and with other things, only to discover that their wives can't catch. So, uh, so uh, with the ring, it's going to end up, you're not going to be able to find it anywhere. So what do we suggest uh, when, so when it comes to, or, or what about giving a get? A couple's getting divorced, so he's going to give her a get, in all likelihood she's in need, right? She probably stopped going to the mikvah a while because they probably haven't been together in a while. So uh, so how does he give a get? How does he give her a get? So by a get, it's less of a problem because you can just do a get al shliach. Very often couples prefer that anyway. But by kiddushin, uh, it would sacrifice mitzvah bo yosem ribeshlucho, the mission in the beginning of the second paragraph of kiddushin, that you're supposed to do the kiddushin yourself. Plus it would be super embarrassing if they called someone up to be a shliach to, uh, to to do it through uh, through a shliach. So there are uh, several approaches that are taken by the poskim. The Badei Ashulchan and the Biurim, Dibra Maskul Shum Dover, and some Kuf says, Bala Megari Shishto Rashi Lasei Seget Biyadu B'Mein Dosa, Dikim Shaget L'Rochoko Kaasi Lochai Shim Shevel De Hergalavera. Now what are we worried about when you pass something that it's going to come to lead to some Hergalavera? Not when they're getting divorced. By a get, you don't have to worry about it. That's based on Chubas Beis Yitzchak, who also used the Svara of the Gemara Psachim, that Hu Atzma Machzar Achrel Sarfa. Why are you allowed to pick up Chametz and Pesach to burn it when you find Chametz and Pesach? Because you're trying to get rid of it. You're trying to. So we're not worried that when you're trying to get rid of the wife, when you're trying to divorce her, that you're also again then going to come to Hergal Avera. But that, again, that doesn't help us for Kiddushin. The Dark Yitzhuvan, Kuftzad Yisuf Katniyot Gimel says that no, it's not a problem because she only becomes your wife after she receives the ring. So there's no Yisro Shatta on the ring because you're giving her the ring before she becomes your wife. It's only when she receives the ring that you're allowed to pass things 
things to other nidas, just not to ishto nida. And she's not ishto yet at that point. The chuvas bin yitzion allows giving the ring normally. And the raya is from the Rama in Ebenezer Simen Samachal, where the Rama writes, Va'achshav aminuk shalol ledaktik ve'en mamtininu mikomakom tov lahodia lechasen tchilashi nida. That if a woman is a nida, the Rama writes, don't worry, you're allowed to get married, but it's tov to let the chasen know that she's a nida. So says the binyan tzion, tov to let the chasen know that she's a nida? You better let him know that she's a nida, otherwise he's going to pass her the ring. Elamai, he says, tov lahodia, because he's allowed to pass her the ring anyway. You can let him know afterwards also, but it's tov lahodia beforehand that he should realize what he's, uh, what he's getting, getting into. Rav Shechter writes in Nefesh Rav on page Rachel and Zion that Rav Salvechik thought that he's not allowed to pass the ring, that he has to drop the ring into the Kala's head. So even though Zrika's Aser, but uh, certainly at the time that he drops the ring, he's, she's not yet his wife, she becomes his wife when she uh, catches the ring. So he could drop the ring at that, at that point, but he's not allowed to place the ring on her, uh, on, on her finger. So, uh, and that's how he understood the Maril. And Chutshani and Ravadya, they say to, similarly, they say to hold the ring above her finger, and just drop it on the finger, not to uh, place it on, but sort of hold it above the finger and uh, and drop it uh, on the finger. Shachta tells the story there. Salvechik was once uh, in Sadi Kedushin, and he said, uh, "Will the kala now st- stick out her hand so the chassan may drop the ring into the kala's hand?" And Salvechik realized there was a microphone in front of him, so the whole world heard him say that. The whole everyone that was there, and the kala was getting all embarrassed, and she was uh, turning red. So Shachta said, "Shachta was one of the Eidi Kedushin." He said he looked away; he didn't want to embarrass her further. And Salvechik saw Shachta looking away and said, "Shachta, pay." attention to what's going on over here. Again, into the microphone. Right to the microphone. So... There is a bigger problem with Mesira Saksuba that people don't talk about. Many, I mean, so, some do talk about. Many are machmir not not, not uh, to hand the ksuba because by then they're already married. Mesira Saksuba is after the kedushin already happened, so by then they're already married. And the giving of the ksuba is not really a critical part of the ceremony anywhere. Shachta makes fun of those who require aidim from Mesira Saksuba. Uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Simon said that Rabbi Abadi was mekil uh, to do the Mesira Saksuba because it's still before the Sheva Brachos and Kalabulo Bracha so they're not really fully married yet because uh, you don't really have the brachos. It's just a little bit funny that you're using to say why you don't have to follow Hilchos Nida. Okay, but uh, that's what it is. Now, the, 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 the husband also, another thing to be mocked about under the chuppah, that sometimes, by, I remember when at my wedding, when I shot some Sadiq he get the, the first cup, the Birchseresin, the mothers each gave us a sip. They held it and they gave us a sip. By Birchseresin, Rav Shachter gave me the sip and then he gave me the cup to give to my wife the sip. So if you have a chuppah Nida, you can't do that. You can't have the chassin give the sip to the, uh, to the kala because uh, he's not allowed to be feeding her if she's, uh, if she's a, if she's a nida, you can have her drink from a cup that he's already drunk from because shiure kos is not a problem when she's drinking his leftovers, only when he's drinking her leftovers. Okay, we'll stop there. Everyone have a great day.